forever. What movie, what mm-hmm. summer movie are you most excited to see? Oh, see, this is this is because you know it's 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 happening oh. earlier and earlier. So right, when yeah, we right. say summer, we actually mean the the dead right. of spring. Right? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you consider like, Avengers Endgame in that? Like, like do you I consider think, yeah, well, that I, like literally Disney sets the bar now. They get to decide whether or not it's the summer. And, right. And so Endgame, I think is is like the start it's the start of it and then everybody else like backed off from that a little bit you know right. what i mean they're like we got to give that some room yeah and then they start doing their movies and stuff right right you know it's funny that you say that because i was personally excited at the notion that they were like fuck this we don't need to release this in the summer and like it's not a summer movie it's no. an april movie. like yeah <laughs> right <laughs> it is cool but you you uh, see that at but you feel like this is this like are a bunch of movies coming out Summer would be summer movies coming well, out. Well, it after? used to be like May. I mean, like they late you May. Know, it, it, I mean, at first it was June, and then they kept pushing it back, and then it was like late May, right? And then it was like it kept getting creeping up earlier and earlier in May, and now it's like end of April. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but okay, outside of Avengers, so you got movies like I mean, I mean you got, got two Disney movies. Oh, sorry, you got a thousand Disney movies, but you have what? the uh, Aladdin, then Lion, you got Lion King. King. You got right. uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's so many. Out? Yeah. You got Godzilla, King of Monsters. Wait. Yeah. I didn't even know about that. Godzilla? You didn't see the Godzilla trailer? Yeah. No. Oh, bruh. Oh, my. It's breathtaking. <laughs> you got to like, see it. You got to <laughs> see it. It looks amazing. I'm like, no joke. The God, for, for me, personally, the Godzilla trailer is breathtaking. Really? Yeah. It looks so cool. When does it come out? This summer. I don't know yeah, when. it comes out. What? It actually comes out in the summer, though. Yeah. It actually comes out in like May or something, or, or like or Ju- June. June, July. Yeah. June. Mm-hmm. I'm about to get into um, that. Damn. I'm looking at them all, and Toy Story I Four. Feel, That's right. I feel like <clears throat> I feel like I'm most excited for um, not not King of Ma. Oh, I don't want to say this because you're gonna make fun of me. What? <laughs> no, go ahead and say it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, 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 I'm probably most excited pets? for Men in Black International. <laughs> oh God. James. It's either that or the Child's Play. I'm it's so... either that or the Child's Play um, reboot. Yeah. Child, you're excited child's play, for yeah. the Child's Play reboot? Really? Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I you think it'll be really said, cool. <laughs> That's interesting. Right? Oh, yeah, interesting. <laughs> Wait, who is who's playing the voice of Chucky? Uh, what's his face? Um, Luke Skywalker. Uh, Mark, oh, Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah, That's which I think is a cool. great choice. No, that is that is a great choice. I can get behind that, that actually makes me want to see it a little bit more. Yeah, uh, interesting. Well, here yeah. I will say the remake uh it the remake of it was great and that's coming out but that's i think that's not coming out in the summer i think it's coming out in september but mm. who knows no, maybe yeah, maybe the su- well actually technically september is the summer wait still. scary stories to right. tell in the dark also comes out on august 9th okay forget it i i want to see every movie <laughs> i've missed out on this yeah. whole list of so there's no, summer there, blockbuster, you don't, you don't but there's know. no all yeah, i know is like avengers. marvel yeah you know avengers spider-man, Spider-Man. and then that's it right. right that's the only marvel movies yeah, for the summer are you excited the, for the Spider-Man? The new Spider-Man was a Mysterio? little bit. I didn't. Know, I mean, the first one, I only like Michael Keaton in it, right? And I thought Tom Holland did fine, but I don't know something about this one. Maybe it's because Spider-Man's going international. I'm like, oh, I would right. like to see a superhero in a yeah. different country. And I can get behind that. Fighting that like menace to society, right? <laughs> 
I will say, oh, wait a minute. Did you just <laughs> yeah, say? Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah. I was really I about to say something else. <laughs> I was waiting for just... the segue, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm so upset. Uh, you did it's... to me what you do to Gerard what? every week. <laughs> I'm normally ready for it. I really was. Uh, you both were. You, bo- you, you both did a double take. Like Chesson did a legitimate double take. <laughs> he, 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 uh, did, he did a he did a textbook like like yeah oh. the minute oh. <laughs> for the again for the again. Uh, all right. Well, let's start the show. <laughs> Jonathan Raylock, James the Third, Drop Milligan, What more can I say? Say what it is. can jump. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Black, black, black. Black, 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 black. Black, black, black. Not what too many. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I was debating between that and and I was gonna do the I got these cheeseburgers, but I was like, I can't do that. That's Oof. that's wrong. Oh <laughs> man. When I when I was a kid, I got these cheeseburgers was funny. Watching it as a full grown adult, I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever seen. It really is. Yeah. It's yeah. Soul sucking. Yeah. I had a oh. moment where I was like. Oh, it was so funny when Marlon Wayans did it and Don't Be a Menace, and you actually see it. <laughs> right. This film is like, oh, not funny at all. Kudos for them no. for like trying to make a joke out of that, but so wrong. <laughs> so wrong. Uh, it is oh. the return of the gunshots. <laughs> uh, We're in for a treat today. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you uh, listening for the first time, this uh, soulful extremely intelligent, wonderful, lovely, charming voice that you're yes. listening to right now is wow. Jonathan Braylock. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the next voice. <laughs> he thought I was talking about him. <laughs> he doesn't know yeah. my whole bit is being narcissistic like our president. Uh, <laughs> also, you got to introduce yourself <laughs> first and then do the guests later. My apologies. Uh, Let me shut up. Um, Jerome Milliken is usually with us. He is not in the studio today, uh, but we, uh, you know, it, on the on the West Coast, we do have. Yeah, yeah. My name is. <laughs> yeah. What your name is? What? Whoa! <laughs> you did. Hello? No, we have our headphones turned way up, so <laughs> you're up. definitely gonna. I said it. You, I said it. You the didn't, and no one heard the, it. The, everybody has heard my name okay. now. His name is James the <laughs> Third. Oh my god. Oh, good. And we have a a, a wonderful, talented, mm. hilarious mm. fellow brother in the studio. <laughs> I was going to say fellow UCB brother, but then I didn't. And then I said it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go with your gut. Yeah. Go with your gut. You don't need no script. Uh and uh, Gerard <laughs> usually does the drum roll, so I guess I'm. I, should I or James? Oh, well, do you want to do it? Can I do it? I'll do it. Let me All do right. it. Hold on, wait. Do it, James. Tristan Griffin, everybody. What up, man? What up? Oh snap! That was a that was a terrible drum roll. <laughs> I know. In the spirit what? of Gerard, 
I guess I was just did. trying to say, yeah, I wanted to I wanted to pay homage to 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 Jira, to okay. his to his wonderful you know like there's like oh, a I like you, that. You, there was some of that but that's like what he you know what I'm talking about it's like a yeah, there's like a bass to it like it's like a <laughs> yeah okay yeah bo 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 we're 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 laughing we're having some fun in this studio because we're about to not uh <laughs> yeah this is about to be just <laughs> get all the jokes out minutes get all the jokes sadness. out now <laughs> Because uh, today, uh, listen, we are a film review podcast. We review the films of leading black actors. We talk about them in the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. And today we are f- uh, reviewing the 1993 hood classic, if it were, as you were, uh, Menace to Society, starring <clears throat> Tyron Turner, Tyron Turner, Lorenz Tate, mm. Jada Pickett. Yep. Uh, uh, and we are, I mean, we have a lot of other, I mean, Samuel Jackson makes an appearance in here. Uh, there's a lot yeah, of supporting a, a, cast. A lot yeah. of Charles S. Dutton, oh, Clifton Rock. Powell. Clifton I don't know Powell. why. <laughs> it's so crazy. The, uh, IMDb has the top build cast. It has Tyrant Turner, Lorenz Tate, and then it has the two grocery store clerks. <laughs> Oh, yeah. doing in the order well, of the film. It's probably, it's it's probably actually in order, it clearly of is. in order of appearance. Yeah. Uh, but they say, but they like, call it Matt, top bill. They are in it for a second. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Yeah. This film has uh, an 83% in Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, nice. uh, and the uh, audience score, though, is 93%. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> its budget was three point five million dollars. It's a small budget. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, one second. But it made twenty seven point nine million dollars. Came out in May, uh, nineteen ninety three. So, uh, which is pretty good considering its budget. You know, it's really good. Um, uh, it was yeah, only considering bu- its budget. It's rated R. It's rated That's R. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hell yeah. <laughs> um. Now this was, of course, in the in the in the, the early '90s, you had a, a lot of these films start to come out. Right, but uh, yes. I think probably the two most honored ones or the two most revered ones, both by critics and by you know culture, were *Boys in the Hood* and *Menace to Society*. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had others that yeah. we've reviewed, like *Juice* <clears throat> and *New Jack City* and. Uh, I mean, there's so many paid in full. Uh, I mean, some of them came out a little bit later, but yeah, and yeah. So oh, yeah, poetic justice was this year. Poetic justice. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of just like films set in the inner urban city where people had to deal with gangs and drugs and violence. Um, coming of age too, and, and it was all yeah. yeah. They're all, They're all yeah, coming, all of stories. coming of age stories. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> all right, uh, so yeah, that that's the I'm set. Uh, I set the uh, the kind of the baseline. You know, you mm-hmm. got we got our groundwork here. Yeah, shall we go into initial thoughts? And and, yeah. and uh, yeah, do should wait? Should I start? No, I shouldn't start. You guys, you should start. You should start. You, you're, should you're, start? Yeah, you want, do you want to start, Tristan, or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll start. I'll start. All right. After you, sir. All right. I, all right. So I first saw this movie in pieces. I remember seeing right. um, the scene where Kane is talking to Jada's son. Mm-hmm. 
like uh, they're playing video games and he's like, man, I'll poop your ass. Right. And I remember Jada getting uh, pissed off at the kid. And that was probably like when I was 12 or 13 when I saw that. And then I think it was last year, two years ago, um, this movie was playing at a bar on, net, on like Netflix, like mm-hmm. a bar that Netflix. <clears throat> and I saw the first scene of the movie in this bar. And I just remember being like, oh, I need to finish this movie and also hang out with my friends because this movie was <laughs> super intense. And so I think last year was my first time watching it full. Mm-hmm. And I really liked it. And I still like it. Uh, there's a lot of uh, themes in this movie. Mm-hmm, a sure. lot of themes. Yeah. And I think watching it a second time, uh, I picked up on the themes a little bit more. Um, and it's... It's in, I hate using the word intense for like a movie like this, but it's intense. You I mean, know? it is. It is. It's intense, and I feel like if there is a way to describe this movie, I would have to say it's the definition of the Godfather three phrase. Every time I'm out, they keep pulling me back in mm. because that's yeah, yeah, that's what it was. The, right. The main, I mean, we're gonna go more into it, but it was just like the protagonist had so many opportunities to get to get out, out but they kept right <laughs> kept getting pulled back in. So. Oof. Yeah. yeah, and and like like you know like gasping for air like that feeling of like <laughs> that feeling of like when you can just barely touch the bottom of the water and like your mouth is just kind of trying to be above it like yeah. that's yeah. you know he was very much he was out but like was he like <laughs> exactly exactly it's just like uh, I mean my parents always said I used to be hard headed and it's like yeah that that word you're, you're hard headed boy that boy hard headed. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, James. Yeah, I mean, so I uh, saw this movie as a as a kid, um, and it broke me. <laughs> it completely broke me. I have had the last line of this movie replaying in my head uh, oh, yeah. since 1993. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, and like like things things stuck out. Like other thing, I would remember other things. Like like the you know the cheeseburger thing was was funny. Um, uh, you know, like how hard the little boy wanted to be was like, oh man, that's oh that's man, you shouldn't want to be like that. Like that was me as a kid, you know, like watching it. Um, uh, but like watching it now, I, I couldn't believe how it's just so, it's so much more powerful watching it as an adult, having more, having more of an understanding of like just life at large. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, how, how far away from this? I was like, as a, as a kid watching this, it was like, yeah, this was like, this was like to be black. Like, and so it just felt like, it's like, all right, cool. Like, all right, I just won't do that. I won't do that. As if I was anywhere near close to any of this, like <laughs> as if like this could have been my life, you know? Right, right, um, right. Uh, not that there weren't like, like straight up hard dudes, growing up but like i was i was so far from this you know but mm-hmm. it felt like because these were like the movies that were that were out that were made with black people it was like yep okay all right uh well i didn't do that and so then i and i'm good and blah 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 whatever like that was literally like <laughs> how the movie influenced me as a as as a kid watching it now like it's so powerful it's like boys in the hood like times a hundred right like it's I like agree. every everything that you feel in boys in the hood they're like yeah but also like what if he never had a chance ever like it was like like yeah. what if he what or you know or whatever what if the it's like what if you can't always if it's like boys in the hood but like if you can't if there's a a lot of gray around whether or not um 
the the kid is good or the lead is good or like what like what even yeah. is good and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was great. I love the scene when um, I love the scene where basically just he's doing what his dad did and the little boy like that. There's that one shot where um, he's beating up Chauncey and uh, Jada comes out and like someone pulls him off and then they, 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 they drag him out and we see the little boy in the background and it's very much just that's exactly what happened to him. And now yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. We're, and like the cycle is just continuing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was beautiful. Uh, it's, I mean, it's great. Right. Great. Really great movie. I rambled a lot, but it's great. <laughs> no. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, this is, this is my first time seeing it. Uh, I've said this on the podcast before I'll say it again. I wasn't allowed to watch any rated R movies. So I, there was no way I was able to watch uh-huh. this. Um, and I don't really feel like they, uh, maybe, I don't know. I didn't have cable, but, so there were some rated R movies that I like saw like the TV edited version of them. And I feel like I saw that with boys in the hood, but for whatever reason, I don't think I ever saw it with this. And it might just mm-hmm. be because I do, I do think at the time this came out, people were like, there was like people going, Whoa, there's way too much cursing in this. There's way too much use of the N word. Like, I, I don't know if it, I'm trying to, I was trying to find it. I don't know if it actually set a record, but like, I just feel like the amount of times they said the F word was like something that people were talking about when it came out. Um, yeah, they say a whole lot. A whole lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they're, cr- <laughs> and it's so, it is real. Like it's like, this it's is how these real, people yeah. talk, but like, yeah, they're just, they're just like, it's nonstop. It's like <clears throat> everything that they say. Um, so, you know, uh, and yeah, man, I, I mean, I have seen some of the, you know, films like this. I will say this one, the acting is so great. The direction is so good. Um, the storytelling, um, it is way more complicated. You know, you have a main character who, unlike, you know, Cuba Gooding's character in Boys in the Hood, is like doing a lot of things that are messed up that he doesn't have to do. Right. You know, sometimes like you watch these movies and you're like, well, they had to do that or like he had to, you know, you know, and, and it's like in the beginning of this movie, it, w- it would be that. Right. It's right. like he was just there. And like, you know, okay, he was there, he witnessed something, but like, this is the rule of the hood. You don't snitch on your friends. So I get that. But then it's like, no, he starts like, he he starts beating people up. He starts killing people, starts robbing, he's selling drugs. And like some of this stuff, like you could say maybe he has to do for survival. And then some of it is like, no, he's just doing it because like, that's what everyone else around him is doing and and what he's seen. And he's Mm -hmm. just like kind of caught in it. Um, uh, but I loved the, uh, I think the thing that I love the most about this movie was really him questioning whether or not he wanted to live. Like people kept asking him like, like, do you want to die? Like, what do you like, you know, do you want to live or do you want to die? And he was like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like there was something so real about that. Yep. That was so different than I think a lot of these other movies where it's a little bit more clear cut. Like there's a little bit more like, you know, people wanting to live, but then just making wrong choices as opposed to a person being like, no, like I, what's the difference? Like you're, you're at, you're talking to me like I have a choice, like this life, like the life that I can live can be good. And mm-hmm. I, and he's like, literally nothing in my worldview has shown that that could be the case. Right. And that's the kind of like crazy thing. And the movie affirms that to small degrees, which we'll talk about, but like with the end, like they're just different things where you're like, 
yeah, you could be doing the right thing and you still die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. you know, yeah. so, um, yeah, it's really impactful. It's so tragic though. It's like, like, it's so hard to watch these movies because the one thing I will say is that, um, as much as you can watch that and go and, and relate and, and empathize with these characters, uh, and also in the back of your mind go like, yeah, this is the life that isn't worth living. I, I do think to a small degree, just because of how much we empathize with them uh, and whatever certain kind of, uh, I don't know, things that are within us just as as human beings, like there is a part of me that's like, oh, man, it would be cool to be a gangbanger. Like there is that element of it still, which I'm like feeling that now as a 30 year old who (laughs) will never do that. And I'm like, how much more so as a a young person who's consuming this, like how much, how much do I mean, it's the same kind of, uh, uh, discussion that people have with, with gangster rap, I guess. But like, there is a part of it that, that there is a part of it that even in the tragedy of it does feel like glorifying it to a certain degree. And like, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know what the, um, I don't know if there's a right answer to that. I, I think it's like, you have to present things as they are. And then also, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Anyway, I that's just another thing that I was thinking about. It's not really a critique. It was just something that a thought that was passing while I was watching this. Uh, real quick, before we like get started with the movie, I want to, mm-hmm. uh, did you guys know this whole thing about like Chupac Shakur was supposed to be in this? What part no. is he supposed to play? Yeah. Or at least according to Wikipedia. Um, I mean, it has to be O-Dog, right? Or no. Well, it's interesting. Oh my god! Which part was he supposed to play? I think it. I think. Well, so here it says that he was he was set to play Sharif. Oh, Uh, but they were late. But uh, that rapper Spice One was set to play Kane, uh, and Tupac was set to play Sharif. But they were later fired with director Alan Hughes stating that uh, Shakur was causing trouble on the set. Shakur was angry for not being told why Sharif would turn Muslim. Six months after the firing, Shakur assaulted the director, resulting in Shakur being found guilty of assault and battery. What? Yeah. He got upset for what was the reason? They wouldn't tell him why Sharif turned Muslim or yeah. the reason why? What? Yeah. He said Shakur did not want to play the role of Sharif as he did not agree in regards to the authenticity of such a role that a Muslim could also be a gangbanger. He's quoted as saying... The following in a video interview i said okay cool fire me from this one hundred thousand dollar movie because i ain't gonna play no gangbanger who's a muslim there ain't no such thing i refuse to play parts that don't exist i'll be a young nigga but i will be a real young nigga that's yeah, yeah. but sharif oh, yeah. wasn't a it's interesting gangbanger. yeah and i wonder if the script <laughs> changed or what I'm proud sounds like is it, it because did. he was just rolling with the gangbangers that he was considered one what right yeah. right yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, that definitely feels like uh, they changed after the fact, right? But he yeah, also like was convicted they were like, on a, they... about attacking this. T- yeah, he also he attacked, attacked this guy director. and was convicted at twenty-two. Right. I did. Wow, I've never heard that. Story. I mean, you gotta. I mean, you gotta stand up for what you believe. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. By any means, you gotta stand up for what you believe in. So. Yo, Hugh said, I would never have gone to court with this matter if it was just me and Tupac face to face, but he had 15 homeboys with him and couldn't fight his own fight. He had a swing on me when my back was turned, so we had to settle in court. 
What is going on? <laughs> what? Wow. Yeah. Where's this movie? I want to see. Uh, yeah, I, I want to see, see movie this too. movie about the making of this, the drama of all of that. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. He attacked the director. Wow. Yo. Anyway. Um, all right. Shall we, uh, shall we get into this film? Let's do it. Yes. I mean, uh, so the opening is uh, the opening is the robbery, right? The uh, just them like not even a robbery. I mean, it's not even robbery. It's just them trying to buy some forties. Yeah, yo, illegally buy forties. It makes me 40s. so mad. Right. It makes me. So, I mean, yes, he does pull out his gun and just straight murder that dude. But why but though? That's it makes the part. me so mad that they are so against their presence <laughs> like yeah they, they're just there <laughs> and they're just getting their their beer again it's not justified what he does but the way that they are just on right. them is so frustrating right well see and this is like this is one of those like vicious circle kind of things especially in terms of like minorities other different minorities like koreans uh, uh, Arabs, like certain people who like come into black, like predominantly black neighborhoods. Right. They try to start their own small businesses. They have to deal with the clientele of like the people in this neighborhood who are used to people like being racist, oppressing them, and they have like their own things and the ways that they act out against the system. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have that. And then you have these people who are immigrants who are trying to survive in a country that's also racist to them, but just not in the same way. And they don't have the same legacy. And they also don't have their established. Uh, they don't have as strong, as strong, <coughs> strongly established communities as like African-Americans do. Mm -hmm. And so you have like these mm -hmm. people coming in. They're adopting the racism of the country that they're walking into. Right. And they're also having the confirmation bias happen. Right. So like it felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy of like in this movie, it was like they're nervous that they're going to steal from them. Right. They weren't. But just the fact that they kept being. So like they're gonna steal from us. They're gonna steal from us. Then those dudes were like, you know what? We might actually now we are gonna steal from yeah. you. But so, the reason why yeah. the reason why because the storekeeper was just like he should have just let them walk out and leave. But he right. was just like, I feel sorry for your mother, and that's what set him off. <laughs> right. And, you know, and right. that's what? like like what? and where does that even come? Where it's so it made me so angry. Me too. I feel sorry for your mother. He bought. The the dude bought a beer and was leaving. Yeah. <laughs> like that was what happened. Yeah. And you feel sorry for his mother. Right, right. And so uh. he's he's being he's ra racially uh uh prejudging these teens that come in because I'm sure of things that he's faced before. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's definitely been robbed before. Yeah. Uh, of course. He, he's definitely had his place trashed or something or something stolen or whatever uh so he's like they're like looking at them which this is kind of i just sorry the, yeah but this is dawn on me i think this movie is like post rodney king and the la yeah. riots too so yeah you yeah can tell is. that's still in the air too in this movie too it's just like the right. aftermath of those riots right which mm -hmm. i think oh right that's actually the <clears throat> oh wait no does the riot do, do we watch the riots happen before this or after this? Oh, I'm, well, that's more of like the Watts riots. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. the Watts riots. Yeah. And I right. think we but watched it. I felt like it, they were showing. Um, I think you're right. It's either before or after. Yeah. I, I can't no, it was remember. after. I think it's it was before. After. 
it's no, no, it is no. After. I think this scene happens and then it goes back in, it goes time. Back in time. Yeah, 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 yeah. To the watch, okay. right? But just yeah. I feel like in particular, I mean, '93 is you know post Rodney King and um, yeah, that tension between Koreans and blacks and and yeah, mm-hmm. those neighborhoods there right. tension. There. And then and the other thing that I feel like happens is when people systemically as a group get so disrespected uh, and, and have their pride kind of ripped away from the society that they live in. Mm-hmm. You have these moments where people are so uh, they're fighting over the smallest of indignities because they're trying to grasp their own control. You're right. It's like you want, you want some control of your respect and dignity. So like something that, uh, somebody else would just be like, "Ugh, that person was rude," and they like brush it off. Mm-hmm. Like they, it becomes a life and death matter. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I and I and I don't think the um, the owner like the. I'm saying Korean. I don't know if the, these actors were actually Korean, but like I, that. Course, yeah, those are the people who were like be in those neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just typically, so like those owners were like. They're also existing in this kind of system. So, like, they want their own, like, pride of their own store, like, right. being like, don't don't yell at me, you know, yeah. like, get out. Uh, and so he makes his own little jet. I think that's why he did it. Like, he I was like, so he just was like, he also didn't want to feel like he was a punk. Yeah. <laughs> and he, like, made his own jab. And but he made it to a, a dude who was literally a stone cold killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. His I mean, yeah. O dog, right? You know, yeah. Zelda, Leo Lawrence Tate's character is, is pretty much that's said in the movie. Like he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, and it's so clear. Yeah, he's like kind of a psychopath. He's a psycho. Yeah. yeah. And after this, after this happened, Cat Cat was Cat was half watching watching with me and half not. And she was like, she was like, yeah, they just killed that guy. And I was like, nah. He just killed that guy. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. like that, that Kane was there. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't kill any of those people. No. Like, it was all O'Duck. But what's crazy about that opening scene, too, it just also sets up Kane's character, too. Like, at that, it's like he's stuck now. Right. At that moment, he's mm-hmm. stuck. He just witnessed a murder. He witnessed and a murder. You kind of see that play throughout the whole film. Right. Because he grabs the tape, yeah. but he doesn't destroy it. He doesn't destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, even that's sick too. The O Dog's character of how he would just rewatch that tape. He kept watching it. That's sick. No, he's a yeah. he was a legit sociopath. <laughs> he's crazy. He had no feeling. None. Yeah. None. Ah, uh, yeah. What a way to open a movie. <laughs> um. Yeah, and so then we go back. Then it's like then we were yeah we're watching the Watts riots, which happened. Where is that? I forget in Cal- the date. Is that in? Where where is Watts? Watts. Um, these uh, are different than the the uh, the Detroit riots, and yeah, I mean it just, but it felt like it was a similar right. time, right? Like in the sixties in 60s, America. Sixties, yeah. Uh, so that that's the that's the kind of sad thing is that those kinds of riots happen everywhere. I guess it's it must be California because that's yeah. where they were, right? Yeah, no, I think it's yeah, I think it's um, SoCal, but um, I'm gonna. Yeah, it's Los Angeles. Oh, it is in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. August 1965. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's in Southern California. Right. And those kinds of riots happened uh, with semi-regularity in America yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. Where you had these kind of riots where like police would open fire live ammunition on uh, black people who were rioting. Uh, like sometimes the National Guard would come in. They'd fire like they, they'd have 
Yeah, it was it was it, tear gas, and, water, tear gas right? and you had the dogs like and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, we're watching kind of footage of that, and basically they were like, after that happened, it's like they tear down these communities through the. I mean, like the riot, the riots, and these p- people like the police coming in, like kind of disrupt this whole community. And then there's no rebuilding process. Mm-mm. And then he was like, this is when the drugs rolled in. And so it's like, you just have that like, all right, and this is where we are and this is where we stay. This is how we rebuild. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we learn about Kane's upbringing. Just his mom's a drug addict. His dad is a drug dealer. Yep. <laughs> Played by Samuel Jackson. Samuel yeah. Jackson. <laughs> this is right. Samuel Jackson. And Brandon Hammond plays little um Lil Kane, who was every little black kid in the nineties. Is he in Soul Food? Yeah, he's in Soul Food. He's that kid. He's I in so. Space Jam. He's in, you know, he's in everything. Wow. <laughs> wow. He was wow. every little black kid. Independence Day. Yeah. yeah. I was like, the kid looks very familiar, but younger than what he's he got was that, like. Mars at Mars Attacks. Wow. Tales from the Hood, Waiting to Exhale. Oh my god. This kid had it made. Yeah, no, he was he was in everything. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> no, right? Yo, he he's still getting them residuals, though. <laughs> you know that dude's still getting those residuals. Bang, he was on yeah. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman for two years. All oh, right. Wow. Now I'm getting jealous. No, right. <laughs> Child, I, why are we sure. talking? You, I'm surprised we talk y'all weren't jealous I then. Know. I was jealous then. Y'all didn't notice him then? <laughs> he was in everything. <laughs> in uh, the 90s, he was literally in everything. It made me so mad. <laughs> It's like, why could it? Anyway, um, I love this scene. I love Samuel Jackson in it. That's I was great. like, oh, yeah, he about to kill. Like, every time someone was about to be shot, you felt it. Like, you could feel it in the air. Every, oh, yeah. every time. You know, anytime somebody started to get a little bit too loud, you're like, ah. <laughs> about to get. Like, are you gonna kill are the other kill? person? Because if you don't, you yeah. gonna if die. you don't, I mean, he's gonna. Yeah, I it's like, like Newsom. I was like, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times people acted like they weren't scared and then died. I, I was just like, which again, this happens a lot in these films yeah. where it's the. It, I think it's the most tragic thing because, uh, I mean, not just the black on black violence but just the like the fact that it's not about the moment that's happening between these two people for mm-hmm. either of them. no mm-hmm. no it's mm-hmm. like their past it's like their past coming up to this moment of just being like this person made a joke and now i'm gonna be like what'd you say to me and and then it's like they look at that person going like what did you say to me and going like well now I can't back down. <laughs> like, and you're yeah. just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. It just went from like something where you're all laughing to like one of us is going to die now. Yeah. Like the the intensity of that is it's crazy, but it's so yeah. real. And I've felt and I've like I've never I've uh, thankfully never like had a gun held to my head. Mm hmm. But I've definitely had these moments where I was like, oh, if this person had a gun, they might kill me. But I also yeah. am like standing my ground because I'm like, there's another part of you that's like, oh, if you don't, like this person could hit. I don't know. Yeah. Like there's it's just something. Yeah. It's the uh, there's- I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, so let's there. go. Like, oh, yeah. we're here now. Right. Like, uh, it's crazy, man. The way that the movie handles comedy is is interesting because I feel like this is supposed to be a comedic moment and they 
a, they hired a comedian to say the line. So I, I, I do feel like this is right. But like right after that, uh, Samuel Jackson is like, you know, like he, he looks up to AJ Johnson and he's like, uh, you owe me money. <laughs> and he's like, no, but here you go. And he just like tosses a, a stack <laughs> yeah. at him. But it's like, after we just saw someone murdered and it's like how, the, the, the way that the movie shifts tones it, it does it really surprisingly well. Like yeah. Yeah. And you still feel uneasy in all of the comedic moments. I think in pretty much every single one of them, you feel a little bit uneasy, but they do still hit as, as, as comedic. Yeah. It's yeah. almost as if in those moments where they kill someone, they put the comic comedic effect at the end of it. Cause like, yeah, they're moving on from it. Right. So should the right. audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right. like this, this association <laughs> that happens. And they're trying to train the audience to be like, no, this is what it feels like. Yeah, to exactly. To have people die and then everyone has to kind of not care because, and the only way, and the other thing that, I think the other thing that people have to realize uh, is that the only way for this to actually happen, the only way for the a kind of the death, the amount of death to happen in this film mm-hmm. to just kind of wash over people uh the only way for that to really work is if the society around them doesn't care. Like if the police right. are not investigating, you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is the kind of thing. Yeah. It's like, how do you get, how, how do you murder someone in cold blood? Like how do you murder someone in front of a bunch of other people? And then like nobody, nothing happens. And police will always blame it on the communities. They'll be like, well, none of those people don't snitch. Like they have this thing. And so nobody testifies. So we can't do anything. Right. But it's really also because the, those those like <laughs> police communities don't actually care about what's happening here. So they only care in the sense of they don't want it to spill out into the good neighborhoods. Right. Once that yeah. starts to happen is when people start to care. And it's like, that's why, I mean, not to skip too much ahead, but there was like that scene with the white dude who was trying to buy it, <laughs> who was trying to get like a stolen car. <laughs> it's such a funny scene, but it was such an interesting yeah. scene to me too. So good that they don't like you. Actually, don't have a scene like this in Boys in the Hood, where no. like where you see one. It's like that scene is doing a couple of things for me. Right, first, it's showing it's showing like, hey, white community is connected to this. By the way, for you, it, just yep. if you think all these all this crime is just happening it's just like oh black people are doing the crime and black people are like stealing cars and they're all doing it blah 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 it's like no 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 they wouldn't be able to finance any of these things if there weren't white people also connected to it like impossible Mm -hmm. everybody gotta get paid (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like so one i was like i appreciated that they like showed like no 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 like there are white people who are like who look like upstanding citizens who are participating in this like illegal stuff Right. right um and so you have that, but then you also have the guy. It was it's the exact opposite of what I was just talking about. He's getting disre- he's getting disrespected back and forth, right? Constantly, the right. dude's like, "Yo, why are you coming up in here? At t- you know, it's goddamn early." And he's like, "You told me one." He was like, "He was like, nigga, I don't get up until two <laughs> right. I don't care what the hell I said. You right. coming here at two thirty? And the guy's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, sure." And then he's like, "Yeah, man." And then he, he's throwing all this stuff at him. The white guy is like kind of nervous because he doesn't want to get shot. Right. But you can tell it's not really bothering him. It's not. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It only hit- It's like yeah. all of the stuff that he throws at him. And there was a part of me that I'm like looking at it and I'm like, if this dude was saying this to another black dude, it's like Stakes. one of us might have to die today. Yeah. Or at least get yeah, beat the hell yeah. up. Right. Yeah. 
And this white guy's like, are you kidding me? Just say whatever you want to me. I'm going to go home. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm in my a- nice neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. I'm, and you're going to steal me a car. I'm not going to get in trouble for it. You will. And my life is going to be great. I feel like Clifton. Yeah, Pal- yeah. <laughs> you're so you're so on the money with that. I feel like Clifton Fowl tried to give them a little bit by telling him come back at ten thirty. Yes. And then I think the white guy kind of was just like, wait, at night? And yeah. Clifton Fowl's like, yeah, motherfucker, what you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 What, you, you scared? scared? You scared? And then the guy put like, up no, that no, defense, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm okay. going back home. Yeah, yeah he gets slapped in the back of the head when he's leaving. Yeah. And here's my thing with, the, with him coming at ten thirty. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, man, that dude would be probably really scared. Now it's very true. He could get he could get killed because he could get killed by somebody who's young and stupid. It doesn't understand things. Right. But everybody else, anybody who's a little bit older, they understand if you kill a white dude in this neighborhood, mm-hmm. we're all going down. Yeah. You can't yeah, kill a white you dude. Can't. No. If you yeah. kill a white dude, this whole neighborhood will get shut down for a year. Yeah. They will arrest all of us. Yeah. And they'll kill some of us. Yeah. You can't yeah. kill a white dude in this neighborhood. <laughs> oh man, this movie's intense. <laughs> You're so, and then, right. so wait a minute. So wait, so they did. They did so wait a minute. Are you yeah. telling? Are you telling me? I'm trying to see what what would Jarrah yeah, say? Right now, say? Right? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you telling me that that the white man? Could just because a black man walking around in the hood, he, he could shot at any moment. Mm-hmm. You saying he, can, he uh, on, that's that's on, that's on his home turf, but you saying a white man could walk into the hood and feel untouchable? No, 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 John. That's not John. That's not what you're telling me. You're not telling, you're not telling me that the white man is completely untouched. He, he bulletproof in the hood too. Uh, that's pretty good. Oh uh, man, that was he money. bulletproof in the hood too. <laughs> Yo, I was going to kick your ass next time he saves you, James. Uh, no, he's, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to continuously do him justice through, <laughs> to the best of my ability. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so good. Um, yeah, so we yeah, That was see, a great scene. Yeah, that was a great scene. I mean, we see Kane, like, basically, it's like Kane's whole childhood is complete. He saw it's a wreck. He saw somebody die at like age six. Like, yeah. um, his, not just somebody die at the hands of his father. Yeah. He saw like, his father yeah. murder someone. And he said, I think in the, in the narration, he's like, it was the first time I saw my father kill someone, but not the last, not the last. And yeah. you're like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And then it's like flash forward 10 years later, uh, you know, at this point, he's like he he's like just graduating high school. He just he was able to. He was like, yeah. <laughs> even though he said he was only there for half the time. Uh, he's friends with Lorette and Tate uh, O'Dog, who's uh, who is a sociopath. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he lives with his grandparents. He lives with his grandparents. Who are very religious. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's hard. It's like that. You know, we kind of talked about this before. Like there's this sense of like. One religion can be super helpful in in helping you get out of these uh, mentalities mm-hmm. and be that kind of source of strength. <clears throat> so it, I I completely understand the grandparents like you know uh, just trying to kind of drill this into him. Yeah. But there's another thing that religious people do sometimes that is not helpful, which is they only preach at you. They don't actually do anything else right. it's like yeah now his grandparents are taking care of him so it's not like they're not doing anything i can't like do say that right his grandparents took him in they're mm-hmm. raising him they're taking care of him but there comes a time where it's like you just preaching at some, and i get it because like they have that you have that thing in their head you're like well it can't help those who, who can't help themselves but to yeah. that but to that point 
Bray, exactly mm-hmm. what you're saying. They they have a line. I think it's not this scene, but it's the next one when O Dog is there. Mm-hmm. When um when the grandpa the grandfather is like uh the grandfather's like um you know what y'all getting into you know y'all killing people blah blah whatever and then Kane says um grandpa I'm not I haven't killed I haven't anyone kill and then he says and then he says I find that hard to believe yeah mm. now he has not killed anyone at this point it's when true. He, when he when he says that and so like yeah like it's like yes grandpa like yes please g- give him the word of god he needs to hear that right but he's clearly not connected to it hasn't been talking to him in any other way to say to him that i find it hard to believe you haven't killed someone yet right like like what yeah and this was That's after right. he got shot i'm pretty sure right i was just thinking that too oh, then he yeah. gets shot and didn't and didn't, didn't he go shoot those two guys that he does he, be, he does be uh, like it's like this is right before That's they before go it. but he at this point had gotten shot and he's like and that's why the grandpa sits them down is because he was like he's grandpa's basically saying the reason you got shot is because you all are messed up mixed up in this stuff you don't care if you live or die which is (laughs) when you don't care if you live or die and then his grandson says like do you care if you live or die and his his grandson says i don't know that should be a thing and be like oh my god like we should totally crap like yeah we (laughs) should talk like i understand like you went through a horrible thing the where we live is a terrible place it's hard to live you know what i mean yeah it's like there yeah. there instead of the there's no positive up building it's all like right. you're bad you need to get on the right path stop being so bad mm-hmm. and there's no recognition of the fact that like the reason he is living this way is because of all of the experiences that he has up to this point mm-hmm. and it's like yes there are some people who live through the same thing and they make the right choice. And it's not like we want to take away the responsibility of the people of, of, of your individual actions, even with all this other stuff going on. But it's like, if you're trying to help change somebody, if you're trying to help somebody, you just telling them you're living wrong, you need to live right. That's not actually doing anything. It's not. Yeah, it really isn't. It really isn't. And I I think that's sometimes what we find a lot of this. And that's kind of why they were just sitting down and being like, you're telling me all this stuff. And then also he brings in the white Jesus, which I love. Everything in this film is very, it's like they put it in, but it's kind of subtle. It's not, they don't harp on anything. He's like, yeah, he's like praying to this freaking white Jesus. And like, we're living in this neighborhood where like black people are dying, like left and right. Like it's so funny. And I don't mean to compare it to Boys in the Hood because I think it's two totally different movies. Yeah. But it's like mm-hmm. Cuba Gooden Jr. had Lawrence Fishburne, who's right. actually the father figure that he has he, a father figure. He a father figure. Yeah. But seeing, and I can't remember the actor who played the granddad. Yeah, just scolding him with scripture. And you, I've been brought up, you know, really, religious and whatnot right. too. And yeah, that's the thing. It's just like you're just preaching to people. You're not really saying You're something. You're not to walking help and living with them. And like, yeah. and the, and what the to me, just as a as somebody who still practices the christian faith and uh-huh. i consider myself a christian still the difference is that that's not what if you look at jesus's life that's right. not what jesus was doing uh-uh. he wasn't just preaching at people in no. fact mo- for most people they like came and they listened to a couple like sermons on the mount or whatever but he was yeah. just healing people right he was healing people they were walking with them you know what i mean like he right. was actually living the life with these people living the oppression that they were also living right and understanding mm-hmm. that and trying to give them some good news not just being like you are all wicked and evil. The reason that you are here is because of the bad choices that you have made in your life. Yeah. You know, if you would, if you wouldn't stop 
messing with the wrong people, you would be better and the Romans wouldn't be oppressing you. Right. Yeah. That's not what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <That's> exactly. <it. laughs> but that is kind of like what happens sometimes in these things. You're like, what? Um, but I liked yeah. it, though. I did like it because they had that and they <clears> had. Uh, I mean, we have the Sharif character, right? Like great have, character. I mean, he is a great, great. character. And I, and I wish I knew exactly like a little bit better what Tupac was like. I, I totally get him saying, I, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I like that Sharif was was also preaching at them, but he was also living with them. Maybe that's what the thing that Tupac didn't like. And maybe he was like, nah, these people preach at you and they don't roll with us, you know. But there was something about Sharif still like being in the car with them and still being friends with them. Even it's if like he, he wasn't going to. He didn't want them to give up or he didn't want to like give up on them. It right. kind of felt like. Because right. yeah, I feel like every time everyone seen that he was in, he was always preaching to them. Right. Almost just like, we don't have to do this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it also like does it, it, it again, not knowing what the script was like before, it feels like. It feels like he is literally just there. He's just there with them, but not participating in literally any of this. Yeah, he's not a gangbanger. Yeah, he stuff. doesn't drink, doesn't smoke. Uh, he's not robbing things, uh, places and stuff. He doesn't go with them when they kill. Uh, so, yeah, then we yeah. have that scene. I mean, so he gets. So first we have the scene where they get jacked. Uh, it's him and his cousin. Him and his cousin. And they're just like <laughs> just in a car. Another car pulls up. They all point guns at them and they're like, get out of the car. And they're kind of like slow to get out. And he he's starting to get out. But his cousin's like going to grab a gun. I don't even know if the guy sees it. He just like he's like, you're taking too long. It kills him. Doesn't seem like he sees the gun. It seems like he just because he doesn't get out of the car. He shoots him. Right. But then shoots Mm. both of them. But shoots both both of them. them. Well, he kind of just like (laughs) blasts in the car. It's like, you know. mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so they both get shot, but his cousin dies like in almost instantly. He gets shot the most. They leave. Sharif yeah. stays with them, and Sharif stays with him. He stays with the. That which was scared scary. me so much. I was that scared, scared me so much. Yeah, I thought. He, I was like, I was like, how? I was like, how easy is it for the police just to blame you and you just go to jail? Or like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was like, I was I so scared that way. But yeah, I was terrified. <laughs> I was terrified. And then, and then we cut to like a few days later. But like, I, like I was on yeah. the. I was so nervous Dude. for the aftermath of that. Yeah, the re- I think the reason that I was thinking about that is was I. I just read another recently another article about like uh, a couple of people. I think it was like two or three people who just got released from prison forty years after. Uh, because they were found innocent through like a crime the project commit. or something, crime didn't commit. And I was just like, how many, how many people have been caught up in the system, been in jail, put in jail for a long? I mean, we already know there's so many high profile cases about mm-hmm. that, but it's like yeah. how many more, you know, because they have to like go through and like, and like the and these people are kind of lucky. They're usually lucky because like the <clears> DNA <throat> evidence was preserved like stuff was preserved on file, mm-hmm. but sometimes that stuff isn't preserved at all. You know, they destroy kits and like things like that or whatever, like things just, they're not filed the right way or whatever. And you have people who are just like, cause I, again, I truly don't, I, I have little faith 
especially with the policing in these communities Mm -hmm. that the detectives are like, no, we really need to find the right killer instead of just like, I would just freaking lock somebody up. Wait, 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 John, John, (laughs) let me get, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Are you telling me the people that have the jobs that that are supposed to protect and to serve and they're supposed to detect who did the wrong thing? Oh, yeah, nice. Are you telling me? Are you telling me that? But the, in these communities, in these communities where the black and brown people are, right? That they're not really trying to detect. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying, Jarrah. He's calling from LA. I don't think I, I don't think I get it. I don't think are you, you're telling me <laughs> that the that the detectives, the word "detect" is in the name. Right. They're not trying to do their job to the fullest. I don't yeah, think so, dude. I don't know, yeah, I don't I know, dude. Right. Sometimes I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm mad also, Jura. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can we can we talk about Jada Pinkett real quick? Can yeah, we just talk yes. about Jada? Fantastic. She does no uh, wrong. She's great she in this movie. She's amazing in that. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot she was in it, and they show her for like a second, and I was like, "Is that Jada?" <laughs> I yeah. like screamed it. Yeah. And then and then Cat was like, "No, it's not." And I was like, uh, "No, <laughs> look again." Yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah. And sh- and she Looks was like, great. I was like, I was like, Kat, when she when when she and Will Smith got together, it was like this is the gr- they're going to be the most unstoppable couple mm-hmm. to ever exist. And she was like, I don't think I realized this. And I was like, Cause, oh, because you never saw any of these movies, <laughs> like you never right. saw. Like she was in so much at the at this time. I mean, this yeah, might have been Jada. Um, one of the early introductions of her, but '90s Jada was. I mean, she was. She was in everything. Yeah. And she was crushing it. A different world. I think this was like a different world. Um, she did this movie. And then yeah, of I course set it off. Oh, right. Yeah. Different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I want to see uh, if this was her first movie. I think it was. Yeah. It's her first movie. This was her first movie? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. She mm-hmm. was. Uh, yeah. And then she did a movie called The Inkwell. <clears throat> Jason's Lyric. Low Down Dirty Shame, uh, of Jason. course. Oh, my God. Shame. Oh, forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, you know, she's in The Nutty Professor, set it off. Demon Knight, though. Demon Knight was great. Oh, is I that a... I skipped over it, but Demon Okay, Knight Demon Knight. Demon is that a great. movie that came out in theaters? <laughs> yeah, right? Didn't Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight come out in theaters? That wasn't a video. <laughs> I've never heard that movie right? before. I don't, I don't come know. Come on, y'all never saw Tales from Anyway, the she was in Scream <laughs> 2, Woo. <laughs> Yeah, um, she was great, but she was one of the she was one of the I, I don't I don't know how to talk about this um, without it sounding like shade, but it's not shade because actually because it also could be a it also could be exalt an exalting of her acting abilities. Mm-hmm. But there were elements of this movie that felt um, improvised, like just like that there weren't lines, but that like there were like beats that they had to hit. And she was like one of the, and maybe this was just something about the tone of the movie, but she was like one of the main ones where it felt like it was like, yeah, that line, that wasn't a written line. Like, that's like how, like, just you, the person, did, did you guys feel that? I, I, I don't know if it's just me watching it a little bit too closely, but like, it felt very much like, yeah, this is just like a mo. it felt like, um, not polished. Does that make sense? Like, not like, not, not like polished way of speaking, like very much just like, oh, this is very real, like yeah. very mm-hmm. raw. Um, uh, and she was one of the main ones, uh, that, that it felt like was, was doing this. And I, uh, it was really it, like it, uh, I think it made the scenes even stronger. Like the scene with her, like, th- and this is why it's like, well, it can't, it can't have been because the little boy is so rehearsed, but like the scene where they're 
in bed and and the boy is asking like why did they kill you know why did they kill or no why did the cops lock up Kane and and O Dog like are they bad and like right. and she's like talking to them. like it just felt very like a very raw kind of speaking right yeah she, yeah she's good she's from Baltimore right originally uh-huh. I don't know yeah she's good <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out where she's from um, yeah no she was she was great and she like. And I did like how their I liked how their relationship developed because it wasn't romantic at first mm-hmm. at all, really. Mm-hmm. And then and then you could see it kind of growing and like she is she's feeling more attached than he is at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wants out and she wants out yeah. and she wants out with him. And she's like she could see that i think the thing that she saw in him when she says she saw it in her uh what's the other guy who's locked up uh, pernell pernell yeah um yeah pernell that actor's really good too i've seen he him he is really stuff. good um, yes but like i think she saw like even though it was misguided her him trying to take care of the kid and him like you know it's like so interesting like he was taught when he was a child how to use a gun mm-hmm. um and so he was like, oh, I can teach this kid how to use a gun, but I'll take out the bullet. So I'm being responsible. Like in his mind, in his mm-hmm. little 18 year old mind, he was like, no, 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 wait, no, no, no. Don't freak out. Like I took it's there's no there, the gun isn't loaded. Like I'm to, this is totally mm-hmm. responsible. Yeah. And she's like, you're in, she's like, no, I don't want my six year old son learning how to shoot a gun. Right. I don't care if it's not loaded. And it's like so interesting. Like I just like that moment in and of itself was so awesome. Um, yeah, man, I I really liked their their dynamic. And it wasn't she wasn't like oh I need a man to to save me or anything like that. But she wanted clearly somebody to help her with the child and companionship. You right. know, um, and she could yeah. look at Kane and be like, I know you're not a sociopath. Like I know you're not yeah. Loren. I know yeah. you're not O Dog. Like she saw that. She's like, there's something in you that like the reason that you're doing all this stuff is because of the circumstance. And if we left the circumstance, then you know things could change. And at that point, he's like, he's kind of like done so much stuff already. And I, he says this thing that is such a great line where he's just like, he's like, what? Atlanta's in America. Like, where do you oh think? Oh my God. Yes. That line's so <laughs> it's good. It's so great. That's such a good line. Good God. It's yeah, like, it's like Atlanta's it's not... in America. Like, what do you think is going to change? Like, yeah. it's going to be and the it, same. It We're comes, still black. Yeah. It comes late in the movie too. Yeah. And, um, and like throughout it, every time, and like, like Tristan was saying, like he does have so many chances. There's so many times where it's like, hey, you want to come to Atlanta with us? You want to come here with us? You want to come to Kansas with us? Um, and like, it's always like, yeah, like go, you feel like go there, <laughs> just do just it, do like it. leave, get out of it. Um, uh, but then he says that and you're like, he, that is true. <laughs> like what, yeah. like yeah. we don't know. And we don't know him to, we don't know him to, he's, he doesn't have a job. He doesn't, right. Like he's not doing it. So it's like, we don't know what, what field he would go into like like when he moves to another place he's just gonna be in another place and probably fall into what he is what he knows how to do which is like yeah i'm gonna sell these i sell drugs i'm good at that i sell these drugs i'm really great at it um uh i rob I, i rob things i'm really i'm really good at that you know uh 
uh, like un- unless he tries to do a- another thing, it's like, yeah, he's going to be he he will be doing the same thing no matter where he goes. Yep. Yeah, man. It's so real. So I like how the movie just portrayed all of his opportunities and then showed his decisions from it. Because it's like you had Jada and you had this grandpa. And then and I'd love to talk about this. I mean, Charles S. Dutton. It's great. In this movie. It. Yeah. It's only in two scenes. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. The I can't remember his where he's just talking about how survival mm-hmm. when you're in the classroom and i love that scene and it dawned on me too that that's sharif's dad right. and then like towards the end of the movie which we'll talk to later it's just like you feel for that character yeah he's so good at playing yeah. like the black dad you should listen to <laughs> he you said know? something to the extent of like the hunt is on and you're the game you're or, the prey or the yeah prey. he said you're the prey yeah and it's and something to the lines of like it's how you survive that's how you'll make it and it's just like so true right and i love his like scene when he goes to the cookout and how he wasn't trying to preach to them right he was just right. told old old dog he was just like oh it's fine i smoked a little weed back yeah. then too he's just trying to relate because he's trying right. to save them right you know right and he's lo- and again he's looking at kane being like he feels a little bit different or mm-hmm. i mean it yeah. wasn't just kane right because he was taking the other two sharif and um forgot the other guy's name who was ronnie who's, it was a ronnie who was like the he was the pimp right he was the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And um, he was like, yeah, we're going to Kansas. Uh, yeah, you should come with us, you know. I mean, what's Kansas? And that's the other thing that's so hard is that when you grow, when you, I imagine when you grow up like this, there's not a lot of people, you don't have many people telling you what your possibilities are. Right. And so if you don't have that, you never envision it. And so when somebody tells you, like, do something that's completely different than everything you've ever known, it's kind of like, what do you mean? Like, how would I ever do that? I yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've never even thought about it, let alone figured out how I could live a life that's different than this life. Like, I've, I've only learned how to, like, survive in this kind of environment. So it's tough. You know, you need support. You need a support need it, system. Right. And it's so great hearing you say that because I love how the movie shows that opportunity shows that Kane doesn't take that opportunity and then he's put in like a very horrible situation I think for me when it was uh, I think the Charles Dutton scene in the classroom Mm -hmm. I think after that O-Dog and Kane they get arrested right and then the police take them to that or Sharif yeah is it Sharif I think it was Sharif is it Sharif yeah they both get arrested but then the police take them to the another gang neighborhood right they beat them up they beat them up and drop them and then they drop them off into a gang neighborhood and it's just like they could have been killed right then right but luckily these gang members took them to the hospital and gave them both another you know gave Kane another opportunity right and I love how the movie does that it's like each opportunity he takes he doesn't take it he pays the consequences Mm -hmm. but then he goes back to that cycle all over again Right. Mm-hmm. With the understanding by the end of this that he's going to take this opportunity to go to Atlanta because he at least know. Oh, and that, and that's really because uh, Pernell, is that his name? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I believe yeah. it's per, yeah, Pernell. And he's a father figure. And he literally says that when he meets him in jail and he's like, you know, he's like, why don't you ever come visit me? And he's like, well, I don't want to see you locked up like yeah. an animal. He's like, you think I'm an animal? And he's like, no. Like, you were my father. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. like you're, you taught me like how to survive on the streets. Like 
you're the only thing I know. And so this guy, and like literally it just took somebody who he looked up to as a father who he felt like cared for him in a way that his grandparents were never really able to kind of relate or give him this kind of advice. Right. That's why they kick or kick they just him kick out. him out. Yeah. And so I know, man, they kick him out when he says like, I'm going to Atlanta. Like they didn't oh, care at that point. It was like too late, man. It's so tough, yeah. but I get it. I mean, and, and, and it was kind of a blessing in disguise cause he would have been arrested cause of mm-hmm. the video. Yeah. But he has this dude be like, Hey man, I'm not, I'm not mad at you for whatever is happening with, Jada, like, just go with her, raise my son, like, get out of here. Like, mm-hmm. and then he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. Um, but this other thing that's like, and like all these things were catching up to him, like his pat, And like, that's the thing is like, you live this kind of life, like it's going to catch up to you. Up. And so he had two things about to catch up to him. One was this tape that he kept telling old dog freaking stop showing people that tape. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> so he beats a dude up. For hitting on, uh, for hitting on Jada, you know, just like uh, humiliate. Hey, Clifton Powell. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. About that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Beats him down, beats like pistol whips him. Uh, keeps beating with that. So that dude decides, well, I'm gonna send in this tape anonymously to the police, and then the police start looking for them, and then he that. also has uh. the other thing, which is, um, uh he beats up this dude who's the cousin of the woman that he slept with who says she's pregnant with his child. Right. Which is interesting. I don't, and and I like kind of like the film doesn't really, you don't really know if it is or not. You don't know if maybe it is his child. Maybe it isn't. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he's not respectable to her. Um, you know, he's just like, I wore a condom, so it can't be. And she's like, I I'm pregnant. I only slept with you. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't believe that. Uh, but it's not like they <laughs> yeah. go and they're like, let's do a DNA test. Yeah, no, no, he just, just respects right, you know. up on her. <laughs> so this cousin comes and the cousin's like, he's trying to defend his cousin. And he's like, Hey man, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so he just knocks this dude out, right. beats There's him down that, in front of everyone. As you were talking earlier, that whole mentality of like trying to one up right. each other and not show any weakness. Right. And definitely in that scene, right. he could have just been like, man, fuck you, man. Walk away. No, right. He beats the shit out yeah. of this guy. And then, of course, this dude does what happened with him earlier, which is he yep. takes his own crew because everybody's got their own crew mm-hmm. and they roll up and do a drive by shooting. Yep. Kill Sharif. Uh, and again, yeah, yeah, kills kill him Sharif. and Sharif. And then Sharif. And the thing is, and that was the thing. And I was like, how tragic you have Sharif get killed. He was never really a part of this. Nope. He also mm-hmm. was about to leave. Yep. And he still gets killed. Yep kind of showing what this thing and then like and then i i mean it's so beautiful him i mean like like in a tragic way obviously but him being like in his dying moments and he's like oh yeah my life was flashing back and then i was like oh i do want to live but it's It's too late late. that's deep (laughs) that's yeah i was like god wow also if you pay attention to that scene too when um, Lawrence Tate's holding like Sharif, mm-hmm. I think that's the moment where you don't see the psycho anywhere. You right. see someone who's just like, right. Oh, I just lost all my friends. Right. What's he's yeah. just, you can just tell he's just lost and just right. stunned and he won't even go get help. Cause uh, not Ronnie, but the other big dude, I can't remember his name mm-hmm. uh, in the movie. He's just like, go get help, man. Right. Go get help. Go get help. And he just is too shocked. Yeah. What was his name? Oh, it was, um, that guy was really good too. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Either. Yeah, 
And I mean, like, Loretta, like whatever that character, that character, Stacy, right? It was Stacy. Stacy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. O Dog's <laughs> gonna like go to jail. Like he's not escaping that no, murder. No, double yeah, homicide. No, no. no. Totally forgot about Bill Duke being the and, police detective. Oh, right. right. That was an interesting. Yeah. I liked that scene, too. Yeah. God, that was amazing. Where yeah. he's just like, so 11.15. Yeah, yeah, 11.15. So you said at 12.15. He's like, yeah, just yeah, 12.15. Toying, uh, toying with him at okay. that point. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know yeah. you messed up now, right? <laughs> I mean, he just keeps met. saying it. Yeah. He just keeps saying it. It's <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, oh. Yeah, ate him up, dude. He could just read them and just call them out. It's like, yeah, you're so lying. Crazy. You're you know lying. you don't fucked up. You fucked see, up. You don't fucked up now. <laughs> it's at eleven fifteen, twelve fifteen. You see, you don't fucked up. You don't fucked up. I mean, you know it. <laughs> you know, you know, you fucked up, didn't you? <laughs> uh, oh man. And I. So what I like to think about at the end of, at the in this last sequence is mm-hmm. how does little man feel about all of this and like what mm-hmm. do, what is it or does it do to little man and like what it like yes their plan is to go to Atlanta after this but he has still he has now seen uh you know he has now seen Kane pistol whip somebody right mm-hmm. and et cetera et cetera and the, the the other thing that I loved about it was like it's all around him and for as much for as much as Jada is like doing a great job of being like, this is, don't do this. Don't do this. I don't want you to do this. Like, and it's always on him. It is just, it, it he's, he's inundated with, uh, p- poor examples all around him. And then right. now mm-hmm. he sees Kane get shot and killed. And he, we know that he likes Kane a lot. Right. So like now it's like, you know, even, even if he's moved away from that, like, is that still a part of him? You know, and oh, like, absolutely. how will he? How will he escape it? Like, will he escape it by by fully divorcing? Like, I don't want to be a part of any of that. Or will he further dive deep into it? And I don't. I, I don't well, know. You know. Here's the thing, too. Like, let's say so they go to Atlanta, and he and it's a it's a at least a better neighborhood than they were in. So he doesn't have such direct access to gangs, and he doesn't do that. And I think that's a a big possibility, right? They move out. He has his life. Yeah, huge. He grows huge up. But here's the reality, though. She, he's not. He's living a low. He's living a upper low class, lower middle class life mm-hmm. at the at the most. Growing up, right? He's not. Right. Maybe he's out of like severe poverty, but he's still poor. Mm-hmm. Um, his education is probably decent, but not great. He has trauma that he'll never do therapy for. Like he witnessed people murder and f- murdered in front of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Like there's all this stuff that will hold him down. And like even if he's like not a gangbanger and like lives a life, he's still going to be at a certain place where it's not like anywhere close to like what America defines as success. And like this is the thing of like, and so like he. Even if he even if he becomes a person and again, this is like he has to have the the luck still Mm -hmm. that he's not getting caught up with bad people in Atlanta. But like even if he escapes all of that, he's only escaping it so far and then whatever he so wait does, a minute so so john let me tell <laughs> let, let, let me let me get this straight you telling me yeah that the little man no matter where he goes 
in America, America, no matter where he goes, America, he, he cannot escape the demons of his own mind that are that are the result of systemic. Uh, uh, systemic oppression mm-hmm. of the black community yep. that leads them to fold in on itself, to 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 be uh, to, to be internal antagonists to each other, mm-hmm. and that no matter where he goes, no matter how far he tries to run, he can never escape the images of his own mind. That that is the that is the fault of the oppression of the United States that is all around him. Is that what you're telling me? He repeated repeated so many sentences. Wow, that was verbatim what I. <laughs> said crazy <laughs> uh, I mean but do you get what I'm saying are you telling me <laughs> yeah 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 we That's are it. yeah <laughs> we are you know this isn't a political podcast <laughs> but yeah um yeah man it's deep it's uh it's a lot yeah uh but it's so that's good. the thing it's so good it's so it is well real I mean it's great it's uh it's sad but it's great um yeah, man, this movie did. Yeah, this movie has a lot going on. I mean, we didn't even touch on everything. I'm sure there's a couple of stuff. But yeah, I was trying to so think much. back at, but but so, we. Uh, so much. Yeah, man, it's like real quick. Maybe the scene we could quickly talk about is when he um, carjacks that uh, prefer the rims. The carjacks. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. Like just because he wanted them. He's like, I had to roll up on them because you know. Yeah. Just one, one, once again, one of those instances where it's just like you have an opportunity to get out, but you just keep getting sucked in. Just because he wanted to He just wanted them. Yeah. Yes. And but his 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 trajectory like devolved. Right. Because it was like um, like the first step is like, OK, he is an accessory to murder. Okay, he went. He witnessed it. He doesn't destroy the tape. Right. Right. Then it's like he kills because he's like he he's like, shot. yo, like. I've never, I got, I got, not don't know, but not because he got shot because they killed his cousin. He's right. like, nah, like they, like that was my homie. Like, I'm not going to let them do that. Right. Now that I know that now that I've killed them, I know that I could kill again. We don't see him kill again. Right. We see him get very close to it, but we don't see him actually kill someone again. Right. And then everything that happens after that is like, I it, it, it like gets work like it's like okay now he's gonna steal this car because like what he can and then now he's yeah. like now he's gonna carjack these people not because not out of some uh, I'd have to defend myself I have to do this but like because like but man but my car's not gonna be cool like what like it just get, it 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 starts to it's a complete downward spiral yeah. it's not about any kind of any kind of real um pride or anything like that it's right. like no nah, i just i just need to stunt which is so he's sad filling, he's filling them he's filling those rims you have to have them yeah and then of course the the scene where odog kills the the crackhead the crackhead the cheese i was gonna talk about that too yeah that's another <sighs> i try <laughs> It's like I try to think about the don't be a menace scene, but then you like right. watch this scene. Right. <laughs> it's just like, uh, damn it. It's not yeah. as funny as I, we thought it would be. Yeah. yeah that's crazy. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Yeah. Woo. That's and the, that that's yeah. one too. That's one too where where it's like um uh where it's like a really horrible thing and then right after it's like, Hey, you guys wanna you guys want a cheeseburger? Like it's like what? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, move you, on humor. You know, um, ah, really, really wild. All right. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, Gerard, you want to say anything to America or? (laughs) 
Oh, wait, no, wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let me talk to let me just let me just talk to Hollywood real quick. Uh oh. Let me just talk. Let me just talk to Hollywood real quick, because um, we get we get all these movies. We get The Godfather. Okay, <laughs> we get we get. Martin Scorsese is coming back, and all Hollywood coming back to do this other gangster, some some Italian mob movie, right? But why? But but why don't we ever celebrate the the, the, the minister societies, the the New Jack cities, mm. the, the juices of the Juice. world? Huh? How can we? Why, why don't why don't we why don't we celebrate that? Huh? How can we? We can't. This movie didn't got this movie getting nominated for no Oscars, not not a single None. one. Not even for I, a I screenplay. Don't, I don't actually know if that's oh. true, but it's probably true. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, it's probably true. You're probably right. I feel like it would. I feel like his dear Hollywood would be some something about something in <laughs> something in along those lines. There's a part of me that really wants this movie to have been nominated for like screenplay or something. No, like, it was nominated for zero Academy Awards. None. None. Well, not, I can't remember. One. Boys in the Hood. Um, Boys in the Hood was nominated for. Um, it won. No, it didn't director. Work. No, director and screenplay. It was both, nominated both for nominated. director and screenplay, but not best picture. No, not best picture. It didn't win best screenplay. Nope. No, it didn't. Mm. It really could have though, right? What, what else was that year? That was ninety one. Yeah. So that and was John Singleton was the first, was the youngest and the first uh, black director, black director. Ever nominated. I think that was the year of like Silence of the Lambs. Was and Dances with Wolves. Was Steve McQueen the first director who won? For black director? Yeah. Hmm. I'm checking now. For 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, for 12 Years a Slave. Oh, no, he wasn't. Uh, He didn't win. Thelma and Louise won. Thelma and Louise won in 92. Oh, you're talking about best best screenplay. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Wait. Maybe it is Spike. Oh, no. No, the Spike didn't win either. Spikes is... Uh-uh. I actually still think a black director still hasn't won. Barry Jen- oh, did Barry Jenkins win? For Moon. I don't think so, man. I think they keep giving these people, like... I thought Look, Stephen I gotta Queen be won, honest, though. I gotta be honest, yeah. though. Y'all know I hate yeah, this. You hate <laughs> I, I just... <laughs> no. Like, Barry Jenkins didn't win. We don't need Steve to talk Queen about this win. at all. Because it's... Jordan Peele didn't win. It doesn't matter. And, I don't think, and Spike won for screenplay, too. Spike didn't win for Guys, directing. Uh, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, get yeah, upset yeah. at the end of... The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know I brought a few because I was trying to do the Dear Hollywood, but... Black director. But I don't I don't want to talk about this, okay? Because we've had plenty of best black directors, and we know who they are, and we celebrate them and fuck <laughs> we don't need, <laughs> we don't need anybody's approval we don't need anybody's pats on the back no we no. know we the shit right we can buy our own gold uh, it's fine it's totally fine uh, yeah now the director of this movie was, was it alan hughes mm-hmm. uh, yeah both both hughes right so they had two oh, directors they, there was two yeah, both both Hughes uh, brothers did it, and this was their directorial debut. And then I was just looking at like what they both have gone off to do. Yeah, and it's really uh, wild because they they each have like not a lot of solo directing credits. But Albert's first one is Alpha, that dog movie. The one like <laughs> I think I remember that <laughs> that it just came it just, the one that just came out about like the yeah. first relationship between a, a boy and, and a dog a man and a dog. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> but they did what they did. Um, the Book of Eli, right? Their presidents. They did some great movies. They did some great movies. Interesting. 
Albert and Alan Hughes. Uh, all right. Okay, James, you have anything else to add? No, I don't have anything else to add. I don't do bits anymore. You don't do My bits? Thing do is bits? I, yeah, I don't do bits anymore. I'm a bitless man. You know, just no bits for me. Bitless. Bit, yeah. Wait, yeah. so no, I get no Hancock? Nah, man, I'm sorry. No, no, no Hancock. I don't even know if Hancock's a good movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I Wait, think I Tristan, missed a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a good question. Tristan, is, is Hancock, is it a good movie? Like, Wait what? A <laughs> it sounds like you've changed, James. <laughs> I think uh, I missed a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> Tristan, that's a good question. Like, what, how do you feel about, how do you feel about it? I mean, because I, because I, because I actually, while I was watching, while I was watching Minutes of Society, I was like, man, this movie's really good. But is Hancock any good? Okay, because okay. Hancock's a movie. I'm so you know sorry I mean? for like, opening this up. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, we did it. We did it. Because like, it's a no. good because it's like it's a movie about a. It's, he's a black hero. James, you yeah, get me. We, yeah, 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 we right get it. We get it. Okay, here we go. It's time for the cause. We rate review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not they help the cause of more leading black actors in Hollywood. Um. So if we feel like uh, a film fully helped the cause, we give it a black fist. If we think it's somewhat helped, right. <laughs> somewhat helped the cause, <laughs> we give it a white palm. Give and, it a white palm. Okay. And if we think it didn't really help the cause at all, we don't, we, you know, we don't give it anything. Nothing. Okay. Whatever happened to uh, Tyrant? Uh, I mean, I was just about because I mean, we, do we, you know, he writes comedy mm-hmm. and uh, pops up in things from time to time. All right. I was, was looking that up. All right. Um, Right. Because I was going to say the supporting people in this movie did a lot. I mean, obviously, Jada, Charles, and, uh, you know, Bill Duke. Yeah. He was in Belly, and people were yelling at us because, uh, uh, well, I didn't recognize him. So I was like, who is that dude? He's great. Uh Because he was great in Belly. He's like, he plays this, like, gangster who seems like maybe he's... gay but like they never really say it but like he's like eating a banana and he's just like the coolest oh <laughs> that was him and that's why everybody was yelling at us and everybody was, <laughs> he yelling was so at us good they were like that's Tyler Turner man uh, oh you not know who that so is good. and I was like I'm he sorry he was so good in that <laughs> yo oh, I got this yeah it's crazy. Yeah, but he right he um, and he was in, he's in the Meet the Blacks movies. He's gonna be in the next one. Right. Oh, um, so he's taking a comedic He's in that route. Panther movie that uh uh what's his name plays Huey Newton in Yeah. So many uh, oh, really? there was stuff there's uh, there's Marcus like Chong, ancillary in, uh, um uh art like that uh, like around this time that I was doing a bunch of research about while I was looking into this movie, but like that I really just wish we could talk about. Like the TV show Rock has a lot of uh, of carry crossover actors. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, South Central, that TV show that starred Lorenz Tate, um, mm-hmm. and that and Rock in Living Color, S- South Central, and the Sinbad show. They were all on the same night on Fox, and South Central. Um, did very poorly in the ratings. It only, it only. Ha- I loved it. I loved the show, uh, but it only had one season. And then that night of comedy was all canceled. Like, wow. like all, 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 all shows. like the They were just like, let's just cut all of that. And it, it's like those. All those shows are phenomenal. Um, and I wish we could talk about their, it's TV shows, but like they and and it had all like just everyone was double dipping. Um. Uh, so it would be super interesting if we could talk, maybe a Patreon thing, but if we could talk about those. Yeah, that in particular, especially with this movie coming out and yeah, even going back to the Fox lineup, you're in Living Color and Martin and Living Single. Yeah, it was just like black entertainment was booming. Right. And we could 
tell our stories yeah. without Hollywood yeah. influence. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right, guys, uh, you ready? We're gonna um, yeah. count of three. Here we go. One, two, three. All right, we got two black fists in the studio. Yeah, we got thirty-seven black fists no. over here in LA. No, we Wait, have man. you have one I think black. You got fist. one. Yeah. All right. Yo, no, I'm rolling deep up in here. Thirty-seven black fists. It's an odd number for yeah. some reason. Because <laughs> right? I was thinking I was putting up two fists, and like it's all of us putting up two fists, but then one one dude just put up one though. I guess. Listen, we had to give it a black fist. I mean, it launches the uh, film careers of Jada Pickett. You got Lorette's Tate. Uh, I mean, even though Tyron Turner didn't wind up doing a bunch of other stuff, he still like turned in an incredible performance, even if this film was kind of ignored by uh, the award circles. Uh, it, it is like it is a classic for sure. It is. Uh, it's definitely a must watch film, I think. Yeah, yeah. I second that. Uh, this movie is fantastic in my book. I think it's well done. I think it moves it's got a great rhythm. It's yeah, powerful, great themes. Um, yeah. James. Yeah. I mean, everything y'all said, I give it a black fist for, um, for everybody involved, you know, the Hughes brothers, Lorenz Tate, all of the, all of the supporting cast, uh, super fantastic. Um, and this movie, you know, this was a, like we were just talking about, but like, this was a period of time when a lot of, um, black films were being made and being white produced. And honestly, just, we've done this a few times, but shout out to new line cinema for really just like for standing up for (laughs) for standing up for the black people because nobody else is doing it. And like they, they've been in the game for, for years being like, what about this black movie? Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, shout out to them for, for making it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys uh, so much for listening. Tristan, thank, thank you. you for coming on. Can uh, people uh, follow you on social media? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram. And that's about it. <laughs> that's all I need. Fair really. enough. What's your, what's your handle? It's uh, tgriff, tgriffin00. <laughs> you looking it up? Yes, I am. <laughs> Jonathan, I am. <laughs> Because, you know, I forget. Yeah, T. Griffin 00. Yo, you should know that off the back of your hand. Man. Should I, though? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, James, uh, you got anything? Yeah, you can follow me at James Third Comedy, jamesthirdcomedy.com. Third is 3RD. And if you are in L.A. Uh, this week, I have a show Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. at the Ruby. Nice. It's called Late Fees. It's a pop culture nostalgia variety show. So come check that out. 9.30. Go to therubyla.com uh, for tickets. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. You can follow our podcast at Black Men Podcast. Uh, Twitter and Instagram. Blackmenpodcast.com is our website. If you go there, uh, we got a link for our merch. We got t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, uh, phone covers. I mean, it's all there. Uh, so check that out. Um, you can also uh, go to our Patreon, uh, where you get two bonus episodes every uh, month. And this uh, month, we are dropping Bring It On and Avengers Endgame at the end of the Avengers month. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> um, Can't wait. Nice. And, uh, uh, let's see. What else we got? Oh, if you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review mm. on the air. This one 
uh, comes in by uh, from Sue Margaret. She says, must listen as <laughs> this is her uh, review. As a white woman in her 40s, I fully... Is that how she spells it? <laughs> yeah, she spelled it like that. A white woman in her 40s. I fully endorse this podcast. I love movie movie review podcasts that make me laugh. This has the much needed added bonus of a POC perspective and a worthy cause. These guys are effing hilarious and smart. I want to hang with them. I'm one of those people who don't necessarily want to watch a movie, but want to know the plot or the backstory, especially concerning comedies and rom-coms. And horrors that just look dumb. <laughs> this podcast gives me everything I need. Comedy, insight, and non-toxic masculinity. As a feminist, I fully endorse these guys. Keep up the great work. Glad I found you. Much love from Pittsburgh. That's incredible. Thank you so much Thank for that. You. Very nice. uh, Thank I'll you. I'll read one more. This is from Ario Uh Love. Amazing, funny, uh, lid back show? Maybe laid back? Yeah, that's what she meant. Yeah, no, it's laid back. Back. amazing, funny, <laughs> laid back show. I would love to hear you guys uh, bring a lady on and do Napoli Ever After. That's the um, Netflix Ooh. film. Yes. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, so we lied before. We said this week was going to be little. Obviously, it wasn't. Next week, because little doesn't come out until next week. So next week is little. Our bad. Uh, but go see that movie in theaters. We will see it too. We'll come back here next week and we'll have a fun time. Uh, thank you so much. See you. Peace. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Engineered and mastered by Alex Sarchet. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.